0: Hi, my name's Andy Chamberlain, I'm a writer and creative writing tutor, and you are listening to The Creative Writers Toolbelt, the podcast that gives you practical, accessible advice that you can apply straight away to your own writing. And welcome to episode 68 of The Creative Writers Toolbelt. In the last episode, we looked at the process of taking raw material from our research and using story outline and the requirements for different environments in the story as a prism to create the compelling setting and backstory for our work. In this episode, we're going to go through a similar process, but this time we're going to do it for characters rather than setting. Before I start, a bit of news for you. Once again, I am teaming up with my colleagues Mark Finney and Emma Newrick from First Page Courses to present the 2016 Lake School of Writing, a one-week residential course in the Lake District in England. Now this year the course runs from the 31st of October to the 4th of November and the genre we're focusing on is crime writing. And we are delighted to have award winning author Mari Hanna joining us this year. Mari is the author of the Kate Daniels series which as well as winning awards has recently been optioned for TV. We're also going to be looking at how you can build an audience through blogging with Local Lakes blogger Kate Pipe. And also how to build an author platform with another crime writer, Wendy H. Jones, who is the author of the Shona McKenzie series set in Dundee. And Wendy was in fact a guest on the podcast in episode 54. There'll be lots to learn and you'll also get a chance to have your work critiqued by one of the resident tutors. So whatever genre you're writing in, please do join us. You can drop me a line for more details. It's andrew at andrewjchamberlain.com or you can sign up at the First Page Courses website. That's firstpagecourses.com. I hope to see you in November. So back to what we're going to be covering today, we're looking at the process of taking character research and using that to create dynamic, authentic characters that will come alive in your story and grab your reader's attention. Now in past episodes, I've explored the fact that it's difficult to create really great characters. Oh sure, it's easy to throw some characteristics together and create essentially a caricature by using some pick and mix salad bar process of bringing together aspects of somebody's personality. But I have to tell you that if that's all you do, then it's going to be worse than useless because you might be fooled into thinking that's all you need there's your character no that's not good enough what you will have is a collection of parts you won't have a whole person and it will show it's not going to be the same as creating an authentic character Now often when we come to this process we have a kind of understanding who our characters should be. We have a tantalising sense of who they are but the whole character remains elusive. So how do we make them real? How do we create that authentic character? And how do we give them roots and context by creating excellent backstory for them as well? So in this podcast I'm going to talk about how you can start with your imagination and your research and the life experiences you've had and use that as the raw material to form character. And the prism for creating real characters from this material will be the key components that I've talked about in previous podcasts the two primary components of character which are the character essence and goal motivation and passion and the four secondary components which are the characteristics of the character their interior life the character arc and interaction with others So let's start with the raw material. Now these are very similar areas to those that I mentioned in the last episode. So you start with your imagination. What can you dream up? What catches your attention about people that you can use in your characters? And as you begin to think about the characters that you need to create for your work, it's good to try and get into the detail of them. What do they look like? What do they sound like when they speak? What do they smell like? How do they move? What do they look like when they're walking? There's a whole bunch of questions and you can ask, and it's especially important amongst all of them, I think, to try to listen to your character. So imagine them in conversation with somebody else. What do they say? How do they say it? What does their voice sound like? Now, the aim of these excursions into detail is not to create infinite reams of description or even to create the whole person. These are little snippets, which are gonna be the raw material that will come together as we ask questions. Another helpful resource for raw material is people that you've known. You can use aspects of family, friends colleagues acquaintances all of them can be the raw material for your characters in my interview with becky chambers for episode 66 of the podcast she talked about how one of her friends was a big part of the source material for her character kizzy in her book the long way to a small angry planet i think the best way to go with this is to create a character from a composite of several people you know or perhaps a person you know supplemented by your imagination Think about the idiosyncrasies of people that you've known in your family or colleagues. For example, I had a distant uncle who hated cats. He would literally leave the room every time a cat walked in. Now I could use that snippet of information, that little piece of raw material, as part of a character. Another great source of material is thinking about the characters who have had an influence on you from books and TV, film and theatre. You certainly don't want to pinch them wholesale, but what aspects can you collect and use in future? Maybe you want to throw in some unusual combinations as well. Things that would interest you and get you thinking. Combinations in people that are rare and intriguing. For example, the prize fighter with a secret love for keeping butterflies. The librarian who cannot read. The widow who wants to live dangerously. And the one-armed drummer. Incidentally, the idea of the one-armed drummer comes from real life in the form of Rick Allen, the drummer from the band Def Leppard. He lost an arm in a car crash, but managed to reconfigure his drum kit so that he could play with pedals and one hand. Now, all of these things can spark ideas, and more importantly, they can form the core of the essence around which the character can coalesce. When it comes to the raw material of character, there tends to be less of a need for factual research, unless we're integrating into our story people who actually existed. But it's still a good idea to use that as a source. The internet, books, experts. And in all of this, our story might require us to write about people who are not like us. People who are separated from us either by colour, or age, or gender, or class, sexual orientation, ability. Now most of you will know that I addressed this issue with the help of the writers Nisi Shawl and Daniel Jose Elder in episode 60 of the podcast. And I really would encourage you to go and listen to what they have to say if you haven't already done so. The key things I think from that episode were these. If you want to engage with other people, maybe as research and maybe to interview people, do that with respect. Value their input and be respectful of the culture and practices of those that you want to draw on. Now, all of this research is useful for the development of character as they appear in story, but it's also essential for the development of their foundation, their backstory. When you meet someone for the first time, they haven't appeared out of nowhere, they have context and history, they have family and aspirations and opinions and personality and all of that has built up over time. They have achievements, moments they're proud of. They also will have things that they're ashamed of, moments of darkness from their past, some of which will affect them to this day. This is their backstory, and like the people that you meet in real life, your characters must also have a backstory, a history. We know that that occurs with people in real life, so it. Has to be the same for our characters backstory is not an optional extra if we create a character that has no backstory we have created a character who is fundamentally unreal they lack authenticity and if the reader thinks your character isn't authentic then they will switch off from them they won't empathize with them and they may even step back from the story so our task as writers is to create authentic characters for the story we're telling and bound up with that is the need to create their backstory. Now there's always a chance that you will get lucky and that the character essence, the core of who the person is, will simply come to you in a moment. Famously, J.K. Rowling speaks of the character of Harry Potter simply coming to her in a moment, more or less fully formed. If only we got all of our characters like this. It's great when it happens, but it doesn't happen very often and we need to be prepared to put in the work to create these believable characters. Now let's have a look at all of this in a bit more detail with an example. I'm going to start with some research and an intriguing combination of characteristics and I'm going to see where I go from there. So let's suppose that I want a character who is an elderly lady, a widow, someone for whom life now seems to be closing down, someone who we would expect to be able to do less and less as she gets older. Now, as a result of my research, I might identify that elderly people who are on their own might like to have a pet for company. Perhaps out of interview or life experience, I might recognize the tensions that occur between widows and their children. Their children want to look after them, but they don't want their lives to revolve around them. A widow wants to know that her children care for her, but she doesn't want to be dependent on them. So I bring all my various sources of research together and I start to think about the bare bones of a character. And let's call her Mrs. Baxter. Here are some features of Mrs. Baxter's life. She's a widow. Her husband died three years ago. She's now in her early 70s. She wants to make friends and tries to keep active. She has a son who is married and he is concerned for her. And also Mrs. Baxter likes to keep birds. Now I'm also gonna throw in something a little bit unusual. Mrs. Baxter harbors a desire to live dangerously. Now it's important to remember at this point that all I've got is little snippets of research and ideas. I haven't really yet got a character. I don't know yet how all of this will manifest itself, but I'm gonna think about the detail of Mrs. Baxter. What does she look like? How does she sound when she speaks? And I have in the back of my mind those components that I talked about earlier, especially character essence and the goal, motivation and passion of the character. So I begin to imagine Mrs. Baxter. She's got a cheerful smile. She's got a little bit of lipstick on and I can imagine her wearing quite brightly colored parrot earrings. Now I try to think about what she says and what she sounds like. And from this, I can create very short clips of dialogue. In my mind, I imagine her speaking to one of her long suffering friends. Here are some of the things that I imagine she might say. I took Daphne's advice and I'm going out with Desmond again this evening. My goodness, I feel 17 again. My son suggested I move in with him and his family. I laughed so much he put the phone down. What's wrong with keeping a parakeet? Or even 15 parakeets if I want to, dear? Oh, don't worry. I'll be jumping out of the plane with an instructor. Now these four little snippets of conversation have come to my mind just on the basis of what I already know about Mrs. Baxter, the bare bones of her character, and they're helping me to get a better understanding of the kind of person that she is. And I've used the technique of trying to create a voice for Mrs. Baxter to help me discern some of her character essence. I'm also starting to explore some of her motivations and goals. Now I can start to delve a little bit deeper into Mrs. Baxter's character. Now, Mrs. Baxter is cheerful and lively, but I can see that under that, there's a certain amount of loneliness. She wants to be independent, but she also wants friends. Maybe she's also looking very carefully and very tentatively for love again. I can go on to test and develop her character against the other components. Here are those secondary components and how they might work for her. Let's think about characteristics first of all, I can now begin to imagine Mrs Baxter sitting there in some fairly bright clothes, she's something of an extrovert, I can hear the parakeets squawking in the background, I can see those glasses over which she peers at the world. What about her interior life, I can use this as a bit of a contrast, despite her outgoing attitude I think Mrs Baxter is a little bit lonely. She hides the fact that she misses her husband behind her busyness and behind her joviality. And of course she'd hide it. In real life, somebody who was feeling still raw and was still grieving and had those emotions mixed up with maybe the need for friendship and maybe the need for love again, they wouldn't show that, obviously. Those are things that would be buried deep. Now this leads us to uh, her interactions with others. I can imagine that Mrs. Baxter has a long-suffering female friend who she regularly confides in. This context will help me when I come to imagine that friend if they appear in the story. I can picture the pair of them having tea together and having a chat. And maybe another thought comes into my mind. I can imagine Mrs. Baxter dispensing advice to the harassed young mum who lives next door, but she perhaps secretly envies the fact that that mum also has a husband. She has somebody and Mrs. Baxter doesn't. Now let's think about the character arc, and a lot of this will depend on how much of the story I've already got, but already the components I've got are encouraging me to think about who this character is and the journey they're on. So maybe the story about Mrs. Baxter is a romance about her and Desmond, each of them inching their way towards each other. Maybe it's an action adventure with the newly confident Mrs. Baxter doing something heroic. Perhaps it's even a tragedy. Maybe Mrs. Baxter's newfound adventurousness leads to disaster. And so at this stage, I have a reasonably good idea of the fundamentals of her backstory. And I now have a reasonable understanding of the essence of who she is. I can hear her speak. I can understand how she will react to things. I also have a good understanding of her goals and motivations and passions. And I can begin to think about the character arc for the story. I can begin to understand her interior life. I can begin to perceive what her characteristics are. And I can begin to get a good understanding of how she will interact with other people. Now, I want to say a little bit more about the relationship between character and story, and I've touched on this slightly in this episode already, but we need to explore it a little bit further. In describing the development of Mrs. Baxter, my example character here, I've implied that I haven't got much of the story worked out yet, and that the creation of her character will lead to the creation of the story. Now, of course, it might be like that, but it won't always be like that. Sometimes, you'll already have a pretty good idea of your storyline. Now this tension between character and story reflects the fact that some authors are character led in their work, and some are story led. So the characters can come first and the story fits around them, or the story can come first and the characters fit around that. In character led stories, what tends to happen is if the characters clash with the storyline, the characters win. And conversely, if the plot in plot led stories collides with the character, then the plot tends to win. I've already mentioned the example of JK Rowling, and in the Harry Potter series, certainly in terms of the protagonist, this is a character-led story. You can also see it in books like Becky Chambers' The Long Way to a Small Angry Planet, which is very much a character-led story. Now, by contrast, the fantasy author Brandon Sanderson tends to write more story-led books. In his works, like the Mistborn series, for example, Sanderson talks about auditioning characters, so literally he tests them out to see whether they will fit into the plot. Now the fact is, it doesn't really matter if you are a character-led writer or a plot-led writer. The process I've described here works either way. If you have a pretty good understanding of your plot, then use that as part of the framework for the raw material that you've got. If you haven't got much of an idea of a plot and you're just building characters, then just use those character components that I've talked about and feed your research into that to develop the character and backstory that you need. But there's a couple of things that you should bear in mind. A plot can be a surprisingly delicate thing. If you start to move it around to accommodate your characters, then if you shift one bit you might find that you have to shift something somewhere else. Conversely, if your plot is rigid and you don't want it to move at all, you might find that your characters start to do things which are out of character, literally. And at that point their authenticity and believability will suffer. So to sum up, in this episode, we've looked at all the different kinds of raw material and research that we can have for character, and we've processed it through the components of character. That is primarily character essence, goal, motivation, and passion, but also characteristics, interior life, character arc, and how the character reacts to other characters. And that's the prism, that's the framework through which we pass all of this raw material. And what we're looking for at the other end of it is an authentic character that is not only formed and developed for the story, but also has the backstory and context that we need. Now, although this is a process, it's not necessarily a linear one. It doesn't just travel in one direction. There will need to be a certain amount of back and forth between the raw material and the developing character there's something organic going on here as well. And it's through that mix of defined process and organic development that we can create the compelling and intriguing characters that we want in our work. So that's all for now. In this episode, I have referred to the works of JK Rowling, Brandon Sanderson, and Becky Chambers. I'll get some show notes up on Pinterest if you want to join us on Goodreads, we have a group there. That's the Creative Writers Tool Belt. You can check out my website, andrewjchamberlain.com. Do drop me a line. Tell me what you're writing at the moment. It's andrew at andrewjchamberlain.com. And don't forget to check out our Lakes Writing Course. Drop me a line about that. Or you can go to the website, which is firstpagecourses.com. In the next episode, we'll look at how we concede the information that we now have about character and setting and integrate into the story without distracting the reader. Until then, as ever, thank you for listening and goodbye.